הרי נמי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדרכנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשה בארץ המה. ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש תדיקי סדור המלאכה נובע מכוח חכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה. נא אנחנו אנחנו מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם. איתה בזוהר, דברנו לזוהר הקדוש. כל ישראל ישתלים ועובדיהו, כביכול שמה קדישה ישתלים וכו'. When the Jews are complete in their service, the holy name is so to speak completed as well. Rabbeinu tells us the essence of perfection is through fear. Is fear. What does Hashem your God ask from you except for fear? Meaning Hashem is all he's asking is for yira, fear. And this is why fear is called the end of all things, sof davar, the sum of all matter. Because it says at the end of Kohelet, sof davar the final, all options having been considered, et ha is fear God. The final things of all the options, uh, considering every single uh, thing, is what to fear Hashem. For fear of God is the perfection of all things. Rameno tells us there's two types of fear. There's a person who fears from God because of his greatness and his exaltedness. Because God is great and he's a ruler. But there's a fear lower than this fear. Meaning he has fear. Because of fallen fears, lower fears. Because he has fear from a wild animal or from an officer or another sort of dread or fear. Through that lower fear, he comes to, um, or he remembers and then he gets to the fear of, of, of heaven. But the the first fear, which comes through the reflection of a person's intellect about God's greatness and exaltedness, this represents the letter Aleph. For fear represents Malchut. If not for the fear of Malchut, which means what? That fear is representative of Malchut. Um... And what is Malchut? Malchut, kingship represents the letter Dalet. Because as we've seen many times before, the Malchut has no light of its own. So because it has no light of its own, it's brought in as well. It has nothing. Migam Malchut of its own. Deletla. Delet, meaning it has nothing. What's Delet? Nothing. Meaning, and Delet is the plan of words Dalet. So we see that because Malchut has nothing, it's Dalet. It's in a state of Dalet. It's in a poor state. Because it's impossible to come to this fear of Hashem except through the contemplation of one's intellect about God's greatness, using your intellect to contemplate Hashem's awesomeness. And what's Yud? It's the brain, it's the intellect of a person. As Rashi says, as we say with regard to Az Yashir, the song at the splitting of the sea, that then Moshe sang. As Yashir Moshe, then Moshe will sing, sorry. Yashir Moshe, uh, Yashir will sing. It should have said in the verse that then Moshe had sung, but not that Moshe will sing. Why did it say in the, in the future tense? So why did it add the letter U to Yashir? 
for Yashiel is bringing the Yud over there is bringing this future tense. Why bring the letter Yud? For Yud, what does Rashi say? Yud al Hashem is said with regard to wisdom. So Rabban was telling us that the Yud represents a person's intellect, a person's wisdom. So a person cannot get to fear without the Yud, without the intellect, because fear represents Malchut, which is the letter Dalit. And the Yud represents the intellect, which is the person's thought. So you cannot get to this contemplation, or you cannot get to this fear of heaven without this Sechah, without this thought, without the Yud. You cannot get to the Dalad without the Yud. Um, and this connection, this drawing of the line between the intellect and fear is the letter Vav. The Vav is in between. The Vav is the, the bridge in between the intellect and a person's fear. And this is the letter Aleph. And the second fear, which comes through lower messengers, not from God Himself, but from lower things like officers or wild animals or messengers in this world, manifestations in this world. represents the combination of the Aleph and the Dalet. Because this fear is very impoverished. Because you know that fear represents Malchut, and Malchut is in this state of impoverishment. But the, this lower, lower fear is even at the highest state of impoverishment. Because this fear is not drawn from the intellect. Rather from lower and um, lower items, lower objects, lower things. And through this fear, all you can do is draw down abundance to the world. We're going to see what this upper fear can do that's even greater than this. But through this lower fear, fear of lower things, you're able to draw down shefa, influx to the world. We're going to see how. Um, Rabbeinu explains, For this lower fear represents raising of female waters. What is raising of female waters? We're going to see the parable here. Just like a person needs something from his friend and asks something from him. And by asking that thing from your friend, you're achieving the thing which you want from him. We see that through this person's words and his request, by humbling himself before his friend and requesting something from him, he's able through his words to create this aspect of halat raising a female water, which is what that you're able to affect by your request um, that your friend should give you this abundance or this influx of what you need. This is what we call raising female waters, that through your request and you're lowering yourself before your friend, you're able to create this lowering, this raising of female waters, which then, which means is almost this grace before your friend, which then allows your friend to bring down the shefa, which is this male, these male waters. The same is true of what occurs when he, this person elevates this fear from these lower material things. You're able to create from this elevation of these lower fears, this raising of female waters. You're able to draw down this shefa to the world. How do we know? This is brought down in Bereshit chapter 2. A mist will come up from the earth, shall rise from the earth. We said Ed mist. The Aleph Dalid is reference to the Aleph Dalid, which is this lower fears that we mentioned um, up above. Um, so we see that this mist shall rise from the earth through this lower fear um, 
So through this lower fear, which is dismissed that we said above because the lower fear represents the combination of the Aleph and the Dalet. Through this, Meaning when you're able to create the, to rise these female waters to bring down this abundance. And when this shefa comes down, this influx comes down, you need a vessel to accept this influx. So that these evil forces cannot nourish themselves from this influx. And what's this vessel? This vessel is what we call the memstuma, the, the sealed off mem. The memsofit. The mem which finishes off the word, which has four corners. It's like a box. So if you have ed and you add the mem, which is the vessel, to receive this abundance, you create aleph dalet and then mem, you have adam, man. This is what creates adam, man. And through this yearning and this, these desires to travel to the tzaddik, you create the impression of this vessel. Like a craftsman. That before the craftsman um, wants to create the vessel, he needs to draw and to engrave at the beginning the vessel sketch. And afterwards, he creates the vessel. The same is true with regard to this that the desire to travel to the tzaddi creates this impression and the sketch of this vessel. And afterwards, when you get to the tzaddi, you create the vessel. And this is why it says in the verse in Shmuel Aleph, chapter uh, 16, a man sees to the eyes. A man sees at the eye level, the surface level. Adam, it says specifically, a man. Meaning through what's A man sees to the eyes. Fear. Meaning through fear to the eyes. Meaning this lower fear. Which a person receives through which he sees with his eyes because this lower fear is only because of what you're seeing physically. A robber or a wild animal. It's, it's the fear that you receive because you use your eyes. As we said above, it's this lower fear that you receive because of using your eyes. Through this, you create this aspect of Adam, man. Meaning you're able to draw down this Shefa through the ed, the mist. Which is this fear that we said above, this lower fear, which is Aleph and Dalet. And then the man, the amen who clearly kabela shefa kanal. And this man is the vessel to receive this abundance. Which creates the word Adam, Aleph Dalet Mem. And this is why it said in the verse Shmuel Aleph, Adam Yir El that this Adam, this mist, and this Mem, this Aleph Dalet and Mem, which creates Adam, which means that this Shefa, which is received through this vessel, Comes through what? Which is this fear that comes through the enaim that you use with your eyes, meaning this lower fear, which is only because of what you see physically. But now Rabbanu is going to explain the different, the, the supernal fear.
אבל על ידי היראה העליונה הנ"ל. But through the supernal fear, שהיא באה מהשכלת הלב ועומדו, which comes from the understanding of the heart of God's exaltedness, על ידי השתלים של מלכת אישה דקות שבריך וכנ"ל, through this, you're able to complete the name of Hashem, the name of God, the holy name of God. וזה, and this is why it says, in the, ver- in the same verse in Shmuel Aleph, chapter 16, we see that, that a man sees to the eyes, but God sees into the heart. Meaning, meaning what's Yir'eh? It's Yir'ah, the same way we're translating Yir'eh in the, the, the other, the first half of the verse. We're doing the same thing here. Yir'eh is Yir'ah. But through the fear of Laleva, of the heart, which is this supernal fear, which comes from the intelligence of the heart, when the heart begins to ponder about God's exaltedness. Through this, you're able to complete God's name. brought in the first and the Zohar that we brought um, at the beginning of the lesson. That when the Jews are complete in their service, Hashem's name is, holy name is also completed. And the essence of completion comes through this fear. Which fear are we talking about? This supernal fear. And this is what it says in the verse, that Hashem sees into the heart. Which is what we said, because through the supernal fear of the heart, which is what we say in the verse, the fear of the heart. You're able to complete the youth Hashem. This teaching I heard in Rabenu's name, which is applicable to the verse, they shall go from strength to strength. They'll be seen before God in Zion. This verse. And this entire Torah is an explanation of this verse. And I do not know the explanation. But Rabbi Nathan says, I don't know the explanation of how it's connected to this verse. But at first glance, what is it seems that it's applicable to the end of the verse with regard to what we just said up above. Um, look over there what is written at the end. That we said towards the end of this lesson that when a person has desires and yearnings to travel to the tzaddik, you create this sketch and this Im- imprint of this vessel. And this is what we say, they'll be seen and appear before God in Tzion. Tzion is Yerushalayim, but Tzion comes over Tzion, an imprint, Veroshem, an impression of this vessel, this sketch, which comes to this yearning. That through this a person merits to come close to Hashem. Which is what we say in the verse that shall appear before God and Tzion. This is how you do it. Through what Tzion? Which is the imprint. How do you create this imprint? When you travel, to, when you want to travel to the Tzaddik. When you have the want, the desire to travel to the Tzaddik. Meaning through the imprint and this sign of this vessel, this sketch. Which is created through your initial desire. That anyone who has greater toils and efforts at the beginning of his coming close to Hashem, meaning that this person has greater obstacles from his father, his wife, his father-in-law, or from other people, 
that these people are preventing him very much. And there's other obstacles because of money. And other obstacles and confusions and obstructions. That are uh, prostrating themselves before this person. And spreading themselves before this person and preventing him from attaining that which he wants. And this person needs to put so much toil and effort to break them. All these awesome effort and trouble that this person puts himself through to get close to Hashem is very, very good for the person, Abenu says. It's an awesome goodness. Because through these efforts, these great efforts that he put, puts, he's able to merit afterwards great holiness and purity. Because through the efforts that one puts at the beginning, he creates a vessel. And the greater his efforts and his toiling to reach this holiness, he has a greater vessel to receive afterwards in it. This shefa, this abundance, this holy abundance, and this holy purity to get close to Hashem. And this is the aspect of shall appear before God in Zion, meaning all the efforts that a person has in creating this vessel allows for himself to build such an awesome vessel that enables to help him receive such holiness later on. Because we think that the obstacles at the beginning are very tough. But Rabbi Mustanga, this is what makes you who you are. Because the more you put effort at the beginning, the greater your vessel to receive holiness later. So nothing is for naught. So Rabbi tells us, the reason why we tell stories of wonders and awesome miracles that these tzaddikim from these countries did is because their people and their students and the people from these countries have um, are very upright people and they have uh, the people from these countries believe in the tzaddikim. Because through their emunah that they believe in the words of the tzaddik, I didn't need through these miracles are revealed. Just by their mere belief in the tzaddik. Because the truth is, the tzaddik is certainly filled with wonders. And when a person puts his faith in the tzaddik, and he puts his eyes and his heart on the words of the tzaddik, over every single word. Because he believes that all this person's words are true and righteous and exactly directed. And intentional. So afterwards, when he reaches his house, all that happens to him, all that happens to him, is that he's able to gaze properly over everything that that occurs to him. So everything that happens to him, he's able to look at with a good eye. And he understands them. In retrospect, in the words of the tzaddik, that the tzaddik spoke to him when he was with him. That this was the kavanah, the intention of the tzaddik, when he was hinting to him through his words in his conversation with this person. And then every single thing that occurs to this person, he sees this all within the words of the tzaddik in retrospect. That the tzaddik had hinted to this person that it should be like this. So we see that many miracles 
are revealed and wonders are revealed through this because of the emunah and the tzaddik. So they look back at everything that they had encountered with the tzaddik, their conversations, and they see how all the tzaddik hinted to this in retrospect or before it even happened. And through this, we see that these wonders are all these wonders are revealed because these people of emunah the tzaddik. We see this too by, too by the prophets. At the time the prophet said this prophecy, it was in an aspect of hinting. It wasn't explicit. And these people did not understand the prophet's prophecy explicitly when he was hinting to it. But only afterwards, when the words of the prophet were fulfilled, they knew in retrospect that the words that the Navi said and had through his prophecy that he had hinted to beforehand. That he had hinted to what would happen way before. They understood the words of the Prophet in retrospect. He had perfect intention with this. We see this with regard to Daniel, the Prophet. That he hints to the end and the the final time of the redemption. Now the words are sealed. It says over there in Daniel, Keep secret the words. And seal the book. Because nobody knows now how within these words are hinted the time of the redemption. But in the future, if God wants, when the words of Daniel will be fulfilled, the words of the prophets will be fulfilled, and the true end will come, and Mashiach will come, we will see in retrospect how, within the words of the prophet, the time of the end of times was hinted. We see this true. We see this is true with many different prophets. So this is something awesome, just by our emunah within the tzaddikim and the neviim, that we see all these wonders. This verse. O God, chesed is yours. Because you repay a man according to his actions. What it seems from the verse is that it's an awesome chesed of Hashem. It's a great kindness, loving kindness of Hashem. That he repays a man according to his action, measure for measure. Now Rabbeinu is explaining why it's such a big chesed. Because through the fact that a person being repaid measure for measure according to his actions, he's able to understand and examine his actions and to know the sin that he blemished in and how to return in Teshuvah. It's an awesome thing what Rabbeinu is telling us. However, no. But know that this, the essence of this, the, the way God acts in this manner, that God repays a person according to measure for measure, according to his action, is actually primarily in Eretz Yisrael. As it says in Eov, that the heaven shall reveal his sin, his transgression, and the earth will rise up against him. What is the earth? This is a reference to This will rise up against him and reveal his sin. Because over in Eretz Yisrael, Hashem is careful to pay a person according to his actions, measure for measure. Meaning specific in Eretz Yisrael, this is what occurs. But outside it's very difficult.
a land that eats its inhabitants. Rashi Tevot Ochelet, eats, take the first, le- take the letters of e- of this word, Ochelet, it spells out a phrase. Aleph is Ata, Tav, in Ochelet, the last letter, is Teshalem. Lamed, second to last letter in Ochelet, is Leish, and then the Chaf, the second letter of Ochelet, is Kemasehu. Ata Teshalem Leish Kemasehu. Take the first letters of this phrase, you have Ochelet. Meaning you repay a man according to his actions is this aspect of a land that eats its inhabitants. Meaning what? A land, it's not that a land that eats its inhabitants. It's a land that repays um, its inhabitants with its actions. This is why those people who dwell in the land of Israel for the most part experience great hardships because over there God hurries to repay a man according to his actions which Rabban was saying is a very good thing may we have that perspective that when Hashem does repay us for our actions that we see it as good and uh, we can understand how to do tshuva from that Torah a Torah that is very fundamental in all the Torah of Likut and something that we have to pay very close attention to Dano Know that a person needs to travel to the tzaddik in search of what he lost. Because before a person emerges into the air of the world, he is taught and he is shown what he needs to do and how to serve and to attain what he needs to in this world. But the second he enters into the air of the world, he immediately forgets everything. Over there, this idea that the second a person enters into the world, he forgets his tasks. And what is forgetfulness? Forgetfulness is an aspect of a lost item. Forgetfulness is losing something. Um, that the one who loses it forgets loses. That we see that forget forgetting something is losing something. As the Chachamim said, Pirkei Avot, he's quick to hear, he's quick to lose. Which means what's losing in this case? It's forgetting. Quick to hear, but quick to forget. And forgetfulness is called in the language of losing over there in Pirkei Avot. So Rabbeinu tells us that the second we leave into the world and we forget what we are meant to do in this world, the second we emerge into the world, the second we are born into the world. We forget what we need to do. This is for losing something. This is what we lost. Rabban was telling us that what we lost is what we need to understand how to engage in this world, what our tikkun, what our rectification is. A person needs to go in search and seek out his lost object, his lost items. And Rabban tells us where is this, his lost items? By the tzaddik. The true tzaddik. Because the tzaddik he returns us to his own lost object until he finds it. After he finds his own lost items, he goes and searches out for all the lost items of everyone else. Until he finds their lost items too. Until he finds the lost items of the entire world. This is why a person needs to come to the wise man to seek out and recognize what he had lost, and to go and re- return and to receive it by him.
So a person needs to go find a tzaddik and ask the tzaddik to give him back what he had lost. But the tzaddik will not return this man his lost item until the tzaddik inquires and determines whether this man is a fraud or a, fa- or a false person. Kemosh it says uh, in Dvarim chapter 22 verse 2 that what? With regard to this idea of lost objects, until your brother identifies it, and whereupon you must return it. The second your brother identifies it is then when you return it. Meaning the tzaddik, will, who's your brother, will identify you and then he'll return the lost item to you. Once he identifies, meaning until he examines whether you're worthy or not of receiving the lost item. Because you can receive the lost item and you can be negligent again. And what did the Gemara and Baba Metziah say? That what is this idea of the verse that until your brother identifies it and then returns it to you? Until your brother... Until your brother examines whether you're not a trickster. They said, well, the same thing with regard to the tzaddik. So may we have the merit to come to Rabbeinu, to the true tzaddik, and ask him for what we had lost, because Rabbeinu has all the lost items, as is known. And uh, this is what Rabbeinu is revealing here, that he has all the lost items of the world. The true tzaddik has all the lost items of the world. He has the understanding of how each and every person needs to engage in this world and what he needs to do to fix and this Torah is very deep. Torah we can go very, very deep and you could go much, much further. But uh, we're doing it very quickly, so that's it. And the last Torah, a person needs to be very careful from sadness, from being gloomy, and being sluggish, lazy. Because the essential bite of the snake, the way the snake bites, is through sadness and sluggishness, laziness. Chapter 65, The nachash's food, the snake's food, is dust. And what is dust? Dust is the aspect of sadness, laziness. For laziness and sadness come from this element of earth. We know each and every, every element represents an evil trait. Air is this aspect of arrogance. Fire is this sexual immorality, we know. All these ideas. And earth represents sadness, laziness. And we look in lesson 4, Rabbeinu brings these inyanin down. But we see that this sadness, this laziness is uh, the nachash. And there's nothing that Hashem hates more than this sadness as we've seen in different lessons. We're going to see soon that Hashem hates nothing more than this sadness. For Hashem cannot stand the Nachash. And uh, the snake derives all his force from this sadness. So may we be besimcha constantly. Bezrat Hashem. And uh, truly distance ourselves from this snake.